when I started the uh, the series, uh, I didn't really think. I mean, inevitably, you don't know what's going to happen, and it just feels like it's become a lot more relevant than it would have done. And as we distance ourselves from one another, um, there is the prospect that actually you could grow closer to the Lord. It's almost like you've been given a Sabbath where actually normal life will not continue. Whatever happens next for most of us, for some of you, those of you in health, those of you that are in um, working in supermarkets, those of you that are in that sort of supply chain, your life will get much more difficult. But for many of us, our lives will grow much less busy. And um, it's, it's like the, the, the image I've been playing with is like a Sabbath. The idea of a time that's been given to you that you reset and you work out again what's really important. For the last few days, I've been, uh, I've been having to stay in the office here on my own 24 hours. <laughs> Maggie has been brilliant at delivering food for me, but I, I think I was, uh, well, I was certainly poorly. Uh, last week and um, another couple of days and I'll be fine. I'll be sort of out of isolation. But it's kind of odd when um, you're just left on your own for a while. Now, let's be honest, it's not so difficult. I've got books and I've got a computer. Um, I, and um, so it's not like, it's, this is not the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Um, but um, it does give you an opportunity to think actually, well, what's important and how am I going to live through these new days. When you're in this time of confinement, you can either see it as sort of like being held apart from each other, or you can see it as a gift. And you'll learn things about yourselves in these days that you wouldn't learn otherwise. And you'll learn things about other people that you might not learn otherwise. The passage is from Philippians. And this is what Paul wrote to a church that was under pressure, that had internal pressures, where things weren't always great, but this is what he wrote. Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you've learned or received or heard from me, or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. I just want to say a couple of things about this passage. He st starts and encourages them to be joyful and to be gentle. That idea of rejoicing in the Lord, it's more than just having a sense of joy, it's about celebrating. And uh, in Philippi, where this letter was written to, Philippi was one of the Roman colonies. And um, it was where retired soldiers would go to, you know, once they'd been sort of finished their time in the army, they'd all go there. So it had the feel of an imperial city. 
the last thing Rome wanted was when, when men got too old to fight in their armies, that they'd all go back to Rome. So actually they spread them out and Philippi was one of those places. So it's really important in the Roman Empire. And the idea of rejoicing in the Lord, um, for the Philippian Christians, what they would have understood by that was the same thing that happened when everybody else celebrated or rejoiced about the emperor. So there were times, there were seasons, there were his birthday, there were things that they would remember, and the whole city would come out and they would rejoice because the emperor was the one who would keep them safe. The emperor was the one who was keeping the peace. The emperor was the one who was in control. And so when Paul writes to this little church in Philippi, in this imperial city, he says, rejoice in the Lord always. You've got a better hope, a better story. You don't need to succumb to fear because actually the Lord is near and he's near to you. And so you can be joyful even when the pressure's on, even when things are not how they should be, even when you're really struggling just to uh, be part of it all. You can celebrate, you can rejoice. And Paul gives it almost like a command, rejoice, be joyful, stay positive, stay uh, alert, don't succumb to fear, but also be gentle. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The danger with some people is their optimism becomes sort of crass. But actually there are people around you, there might be people in your family who actually are really quite scared. You might be quite anxious about this and that's understandable. And so being gentle with one another counts. Being kind to those around us, making sure that with the folks that we are able to be in touch with, that actually we don't dismiss their own fears. Be joyful, be gentle, and then pray. Pray about the anxiety that you have. Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving. Uh, sorry. There we go. Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It's the everyday life that you bring to God. You're loved, you're cared for. And just one part of that verse in verse seven, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, which goes beyond anything that people can understand, will guard your hearts. And again, the language he uses is, is military language. It's garrison language. It's a fortress language. They knew what these forts were like because they had them. And it's the peace of God that sort of surrounds your heart and creates this barrier. And so your heart stays at peace. It's a strong word. He builds around you. And then finally, guard your anxious thoughts. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about 
such things. How will you cope during these days, particularly those of you that are going to be at home more? Well, I've already decided I'm going to stop watching the BBC News site all the time because I'm not sure it's helping. I'm going to sort of guard how much social news media I'm going to watch at certain times of the day to make sure I'm up to date with what's going on. But this week it's been like, if I'm not, if I've almost, I found myself being obsessed with it and that's not always done me a lot of good. I'm going to enjoy new things, the good things that God has given us, the stuff that we can take time to do. Choose well during this period. What are you going to do with your time? What will you do that you didn't have a chance to do before? Don't spend all the time just frittering it away, skimming through Facebook. Facebook is brilliant at keeping you in touch with those that you love, but it also, I don't need to tell you how much time it can waste. So choose the stuff that's going to be good. Choose well. Walk and enjoy what's around you. But don't just waste the time. He finishes his passage by saying, whatever you've heard or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. This is the time when we put our faith into practice. This is, it's, this is one of those moments where it's all been leading to this. The, the kindness that we show to the people around us, the way that we choose not to panic, the way we choose not to be just living for ourselves, the promise that God is enough for today. Whatever you've learned up till now about being a Christian, now's the time you put it into practice, your life with God, your life with one another. One of the questions I ask a lot is, uh, I'm gonna exit that and go back here. Sorry, I'm aware I'm speaking to myself. Um, one of the things that we talk about a lot is the idea of joy and challenge. What, what I'm desperately trying to do is get, uh, well, we can't be together. And if you're going through a really tough time, please let us know. Um, we don't want you to suffer. You know what I mean? If we can help as a church, if you, as an, I mean, the government are doing a lot and we're trying to work through what that means for our own sort of staffing and all the rest of it. But if uh, if you're really struggling, then please do let us know. Um, second thing is uh, every Wednesday you'll uh, receive a newsletter from us. Uh, it'll be by email. So we think we have got everybody's up to date email. Um, but if by Thursday this week you have not received an email from us and you would you know that in the past you've given us your email address, then uh, let me know because we've clearly got a wrong email from you. But every Wednesday you'll get an email from us which will have a whole number of different bits to it. Um, if you want to stay if you want to stay in touch with us, and uh, you're not on our sort of like our church database, then if at the end of this, just drop me, um, um, drop me a line, use Messenger uh, through Facebook. You'll find me on Facebook or through the church uh, Facebook site. That's probably better, the church Facebook site. If you're not uh, a regular uh, connector with us, then we'll include you in uh, via email. There have been people that 
haven't connected with us this morning that you might be more close to if you're aware of who they are then just check that they're okay and uh, work out if they've had problems um as we do this week by week we'll obviously get better at it i will grow more competent at it and um uh, hopefully it'll be more helpful what i'd like us to do next week is to have communion together um so obviously uh, you'd have to provide your own stuff um but if you can uh, come prepared for that um then we'll do that um and uh, the last thing to say that i wanted to say at least was um often um people have conversations with me through the week in a normal week because they'd see me on a sunday and as they were going by they said oh i wonder whether and you just get a chance to chat and uh, i just want to remind you that you know the work continues and if you want to if there's things that are going on that you particularly want some time to talk with you want me to pray with you or you want other people to pray with you then let us know um you're not on your own even if you are on your own and uh, we want to make sure but but you must be the one also playing the part in this thing actually i'd love it if we could just have a 20 minute on the phone or or a zoom call or a skype call or something uh, face to face but you're in charge of that. Right, that's pretty much it. I'm gonna pray for us all, and then I'm gonna unmute you all, and so you can just hear one another one last time. So let's pray. Father God, in these unusual days when we're learning new ways, Lord, will you be our guide? Will you enable us to draw close to you? Lord, I pray that our anxiety will be kept secured by our faith in you and our knowledge. That as we pray, Lord, your peace will surround us. Pray for that fortress idea, that peace that surrounds our hearts. I pray, Lord, that as a church, we will stay connected with one another. Help us to do that well. And I pray, Lord, as well, that as a people, we would be kind to those around us. And you'd help us to know how best to reach out to neighbours and to family. Lord, when we're separated from each other, may we know your peace and your presence. I ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, bless you.